If I told you had a story needing to be heard, would you tell it? Better yet, if you knew your story could help someone else, would you share it? Today, my guest is Gina Shu, and her story, wow, just like all the others, are pretty amazing. Gina is a quadriplegic based on an accident that she had had 17 years ago where she broke her neck diving into a pool. Hi, I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Now, I believe everyone has a story that is unique, just like our fingerprint, that puts us on the path of our journey. Some call it purpose. Every story can help, heal, educate, inspire, and of course, my one word, give hope. Good morning, Gina. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I saw your... uh, your post on social media of being on uh, The Price is Right, and I was like, there is no way I can pass that one up. You were in a wheelchair. I was like, okay, what's her story? And she's on a show that a lot of people are sitting at home watching. So how did you get on that show, for starters? Oh, man. I say luck, kind of. But, you know, it just all fell into place. I was on my way to California, Central California. Uh, A few days out, I planned to go. I'm kind of a last-minute traveler sometimes. And I was talking with my caregiver that travels with me pretty often, and I said, hey, we should go to The Price is Right. And I said, if there's tickets, you want to go? And she, of course, Yes, let's go. Um, And next thing I know, there happened to be tickets. We went ahead and got them. And for those who are interested, just know they're free. You just have to uh, get on and book them ahead of time. Usually they're not available, so we got lucky. They happened to add a couple, I guess, because they had canceled a few shows. So we went, and then next thing I know, I hear my name, and I'm coming on down. So, yes, (laughs) it was a crazy experience. That is awesome. You know, life is all about experiences, and um, we've already briefly talked before the show, and it's quite amazing. You're quadriplegic. I am. Yes. Yes. So that means I have no fine motor, no use of my triceps, and I'm paralyzed from the breast line down. Wow. And so you had mentioned that you had dove into a pool. Was the pool shallow or what what happened? It was. I was at the edge of a pool. I was uh, in a hot tub and I got out and it was a little taller and I asked someone if it was deep enough to dive. And he said, yes, he was standing in a deeper area and it was three feet deep. And I actually heard my neck break when I went in and I had a compression fracture instantly. And my body went into spinal shock and nothing moved. And I remember just seeing my hands floating in front of me and I just thought, it's my time. Like, I genuinely Mm. thought I was going to die because I just thought I'm going to drown. And I tell people it's crazy, you know, but it was the most serene moment of my life. It was like a, okay. And then I got pulled out and it was chaos. And my body was on fire and I told them, call 911. I can't feel my body. And, And from there, it just changed my life. You know, I just lost, I lost so much independence at that point, but it definitely, you know, I learned, I have learned so much from it. I really have. And I've come a long way from that girl that just got out of that pool. I'll tell you. So you were how old when this happened? I was 18 years old. Oh, just a kid. Okay. Just a kid. Uh, yeah. What? Wow. And you know, We've talked, you have quite the energy, even right now, people can't hear it through this podcast. You have quite the energy, you have quite the attitude. How did you, being at 18 years old, because at 18, is it's still a fragile time in our lives. Um, oh, yeah. We're just getting started in what we think we have, like independence and life, and we can do whatever we want to, and no one's going to tell us what to do. But yours got completely stopped. 
but for a moment in time is what I'm understanding. So how did you move forward being so young? And, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but you probably saw your life kind of like not be what you had dreamed it to be at 18 years old from that day oh, forward. absolutely. I mean, my whole life I dreamed about being a chef. I was in culinary school when I had my injury and I was already cooking in a kitchen, um, starting to take over. So like I had prepped myself the ent- my entire life to be a chef. And when, when I had my injury, I felt like I lost part of my identity, oh. you know, because I, I wasn't able to stand. I wasn't able to cook. I wasn't able to, you know, at the time, because I lost the use of my hands. Um, yeah, I just felt like, oh, I kind of lost something. Well, then over the years, you know, I started looking into adaptive cooking and things like that. I'll never be a, a chef, but I ended up building a fully accessible kitchen that I can throw down some pretty, pretty amazing meals. at. <laughs> so, you know, like. It's all about adapting. Yeah, when I first had the injury, though, it was a, it was definitely shocking. And the way that I dealt with it, though, I have to say my mom and my dad, my family, they're amazing. And I think when you have a really good support system, that that will get you through the toughest of times. And my mom, who I call Dolly Mama, actually, because she gives such great advice. <laughs> uh, but, you know, she, she really kept things in perspective for me. So she was not one to say, oh, my gosh, you can't do anything anymore. And then she had to pick up the role of the mom and continue to take care of you. Oh, definitely not. You know, I mean, now she did pick up the role. She did my caregiving for five years while I went to school and she gave me that flexibility and everything. Um, But she was the type that was like, don't focus on what you can't do. And do what you can do great. Oh, wonderful. You know, it's just, and that was her. You know, she's just like, you know, just be the best that you can be. Like she said, every, you know, she would always tell me, everybody has limitations. Everybody has challenges, you know. And she would tell me, you know, your mind will disable you more than your body. Absolutely. And it's just so true. And I think a lot of us forget, you know, a lot of us forget how much control and independence we still have you know like personally mm-hmm. people look at me and they go oh how sad you know you don't live this life of independence and whatnot uh but I do I live in my own home I hire my own caregivers I control the schedules I control what we do where we go you know I'm in control of my life I may use somebody to help me you know clean the house or do whatever but I'm in control of my surroundings Very good. That's very powerful because I'm visualizing all the things that you're doing with the limitation, with limited limitations where I have the mobility to do all the things that I'm not going to say you can't do because we've already talked that you drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I tell people, I'm like, every little thing that I can do, one thing that I learned uh, with my injury and my parents were kind of, they pushed for this. They said, you know, a lot of times people sit, They'll, they'll punish themselves and like live in a world in an able-bodied world. You know, their home is not accessible or they don't have an accessible vehicle or they don't have an accessible kitchen. And it's not because, you know, necessarily they can't afford it. It's because they don't want to do it because they don't want to accept the disability. You know, when you, when you put it in, it's like, okay, oh crap, I really am disabled, you know, and that's hard. Me, I do every little thing I can to make my life easier. My homes are fully accessible. My kitchens are accessible. My ramps are everywhere. I have wide doors, you know. So I make my life easier. I don't do things so that my disability slaps me in the face. Wow. 
You wow. know, and that is something my parents really taught me. They said, make your life easier. Don't go back to school for something that's going to be hard because of your disability. Go back to school for something that you can do great. And I graduated from law school, you know. Wow. So I think it's pretty amazing, you know, as a quadriplegic. So, and I, that's a, I'm proud of that. You know, when people talk about, like, why are you so happy or how are you so, like, confident? I've invested, my body doesn't work, but I've invested in my mind. Perfect. Oh, I love that because your mind is, and you've heard this cliche, your mind is the most powerful, powerful thing you will ever possess. Absolutely. And it's very true. Absolutely. Now, now this is this conversation and, and you being motivated to doing the things that you do, this is no, um, di- uh, this what I want to say, um, this isn't to hurt anyone who's not got that same um, attitude, but you can because you have oh, proven that. You can turn it around. I think a lot of people, you know, happiness, first off, um, I derive a lot of happiness from helping other people. It's not about me. I think sometimes when we focus on ourselves nonstop, mm-hmm. then of course it's easy to be. None of us are perfect. So if you focus on yourself, you're going to see your imperfections. Oh, we've you know, all got you that. Start, definitely, right? We yeah. all get that. <laughs> you know, like we're all, ooh, we feel that. But, you know, when you start helping other people, like it starts giving you this confidence that you're worthy, that you have purpose, that you have worth, you know, go back to school, take advantage of, you know, education or classes to better yourself. Because that's something for me, like the reason I'm so happy is I'm self-fulfilled. I'm not relying on somebody else for happiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and even so, Gina, um, no disrespect to people who, who don't have your mindset, but as we've already said, they can you truly can do whatever you put your mind to, and you've given that as your body is not there, but you're still doing things because you want to. And if you choose to to let the world cater to you, that's a choice too. Everything, in my opinion, for the most part, is a choice. You're, you're, the outcome. Yes, as long as your choices are bringing you happiness and you're a responsible human. You've got to really look at, because there are a lot of people that I know that are making some choices that directly relate to their unhappiness. And it's a lot of people, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are chair users, they're wheelchair users, Mm -hmm. uh, most of them spinal cord injuries. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, you know, they'll, they'll be sad and they'll be lonely, but none of them put themselves out there to meet new people, you know, that the ones that complain about it, you know, they say, oh, well, nobody wants to date me. Meanwhile, they don't put themselves in the position to meet anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't feel good about myself. And they'll eat really terribly and, you know, not exercise and not educate themselves. There is a self-responsibility. My happiness didn't just come because I like had it handed to me in a silver spoon. I've worked really hard to get here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had to suppress those thoughts of insecurity or sadness or anger. You know, I have to tell myself to not indulge in those things. It doesn't just come easily. Like, and you have to work towards it. But it's so rewarding to live in a in a state of joy. Well, you've heard that two word two words phrase. I am right. Uh, yeah, I am, and is exactly whatever you put after it is on you. Um, let's go into um, how you got to where you are. You're you're how old right now? I am thirty four years old. So, <laughs> so those years in between, you had to learn how to do a lot of different things. Help our listeners understand how you got back up after having 
I want to say your world probably you thought crashed when in fact yeah. it was just the beginning of a new chapter in your life. I mean, how you were able to get yourself where you're at. Yeah, it was. You know, I started out, the first thing I started doing was physical therapy. I was working out three hours a day, five to six days a week. Um, and that was because, and I did that for about two years after my injury. And that was because I needed to get myself as strong as I could physically, because I also was going to start going back to school and working on myself mentally. And I knew that with my body, I had to do that for myself and it made me feel good. You know, the exercise releases endorphins and it keeps you happy, you know, so that was something I really stuck with. I started going back to school a year after my injury mm. and then I started, yeah. Wow. And my physical <laughs> therapist told me, they said, um, they said, don't do full time. And I came back with 12 credits signed up, <laughs> and I did great. You know, like they don't know my limitations. You know, it's funny. I always find it funny when people try and tell you what to do. And I'm like, you don't live my life. You know, I'll take your advice. Thank you. But, you know, if it's something that's going to hinder my progress in life, like taking less credits at college, then that's your opinion. And I'll, I'll keep mine. Thank you very much. Sure. So, um, you know, I ended up going on to college and I started driving two years after I got injured. Okay. Uh, Let me and I was going to ask you real quick. Driving. Remind me again how far your injuries as far as a quadriplegic is. What? Where's it? Where's the injury from your chest? So I am C, I'm a C5-6 quadriplegic, so I have no fine motor, no tricep use, and I'm paralyzed from the breast line down. So it definitely, um, I'm sorry to scare people when they're, <laughs> no, uh, no, I, it's definitely interesting. I drive with hand controls. I have a Honda Element with a ramp. It's amazing. Okay. I love it. It's such a great, great modification. Um, and it's a, a pretty simple mechanism, and I've got to let it in. <laughs> Wow. So you started driving. Okay, continue. And then I so I went back to school. I got my bachelor's in political science. And then I went on and I got my Juris Doctor, which is a law degree. And um, I thought about working as an attorney for a little while, and I decided not to. I, I have an opportunity to work with my family through the family business and whatnot and things like that. And I've done some investing myself. And so I do a lot of, like, real estate now. And that's where it, what has led me to the point where I'm at. And it's given me a lot of freedom and flexibility in my life that I'm so grateful for. But it, it's been a wild ride. You know, I, I've had, you know, a failed marriage in between, another long-term relationship. Like, not everything's easy. I think everyone thinks, like, oh, life's so easy. Your life's so no, easy. It's and not. No, you know, I, got, I, got, I met my um, now ex-husband when I was 19. I was, like, newly injured, didn't even know who I was. You know, I was with him for nine years. And then they ended up getting divorced and realizing, like, there's a whole new world out there and, you know, explored dating in a chair again, which is like, oh gosh, ridiculously funny and stressful and fun and all the things that dating are is, you know, but, uh, so it's been, it definitely is a wild ride, but I've gotten here. I've always maintained quite a bit of happiness because I've always had purpose. Oh, I love that. I love yeah, always that. from the beginning. I always had something I was working towards, whether it was physical therapy, school, you know, travel, work, you know, building an empire that I want. You know, I want to build a legacy. Like, I have these really, I have lofty goals for myself. And I think a lot of people, you know, they go, whoa, those are some big goals. But, <laughs> you know, why not? What is that saying? If the goals don't scare you, <laughs> they're not big enough. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Yes, I so, agree. You know, it, that's just kind of where I've 
I come to, I, I constantly, you know, a lot of people, I don't, I'm always on the go. So like, if you follow me on Instagram or anything, you know, people always say, um, my parents say their friends are always like, Gina travels more than anybody I know. (laughs) And boy, is that the truth. I'm about to go on like a 20 some day road trip up to Canada at the end of the month. And you know, but that for me is fulfilling. I found what brings me happiness Mm -hmm. and I'm pursuing it. I love that, Gina, because I do the same thing. People are like, you must have like quite the job to be able to go wherever you're going. A lot of the times, I'm just an hour away or right outside my back door, literally. So I guess it depends on your perception of what you see basing it on your own personal life. And I saw something last night on a show where this couple are doing, this is a new term for me to understand, couch surfing. They were doing it in another country, and they're, they're actually nurses. And they're doing it oh, for yeah. so many days. And I was like, okay, couch surfing, I, I got, I learned a new terminology and what that meant. But the one thing that was said that I totally resonated with was they're doing more, like you just said, than most people that are sitting at home and staying in these, these lives that they feel comfortable in. And don't want to take a risk to actually enjoy life. And there's one thing that they said that I I know you can agree with. I will not have regrets living the life that I'm choosing to live. And that's enjoying every day and every moment and every opportunity that I'm given. And if that's just to take a bike ride an hour away from here in in a mountain and come back home or go like you're going to do, you know, to another country. I I think that's that's living. And you're showing that your disability is not a disadvantage at all. And you know what? You really actually hit the nail on the head for a lot of when I like speak to people and I talk to them about, you know, my one thing, like uh, I, I spoke to some of the young like student journalists here. And one thing I always say to them, feel uncomfortable. Yes. If you feel uncomfortable, you're probably onto something great. Yes. You know, like if you feel like my greatest achievements, I can tell you, I felt real uncomfortable before them. You know, it was out of my comfort zone. It was something I wasn't used to. It's something I didn't do before. A lot of reasons people don't do things is they're afraid. Mm -hmm. They don't like change. Mm -hmm. They don't like new things. But what that can bring to you, I mean, I put it in the perspective, maybe because I love food so much, but I tell people, you know, you got to try something once like food. Think of all the things that you've said no to that you then try later and you go, oh my gosh, it's so good. Why didn't I eat this sooner? Right. You know, that was me with like skiing. I told myself I used to snowboard avidly before my injury, like avid snowboarder. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be on the slopes disabled for some, you know, this is, this was in my mind, you know, and this is no knock on anyone, but in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be as good. I'm not as great. I don't want it. You know, it's going to remind me how disabled I am because I can't do the jumps and I'm going to have to do the bunny hill. You know, I told myself all these things. And so finally, nine years after my injury, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try sit skiing. Screw it. I'm going to do it. I loved it. I still love it. It's one of my favorite activities to do in the chair, if not my favorite activity to do in the chair. It is so exhilarating. The first time I did it, I got a black eye because I couldn't sit ski. Like, I'm telling you, it was the coolest experience I ever, and I was so mad at myself for waiting. Wow. I want to snowboard. My son would prefer me not to um, because I had an injury um, a few years after, well, a few months after my daughter had passed away in 2007, and um, I almost lost my arm in my in my accident, and I had plates and screws holding it on there, but to me, it's nothing anymore. It's been 13 years, but 
um, I've always been an active individual, and the one thing I want to do that when you teach kids at a young age, there's no fear, so they just do it. Well, when you get to be an adult, fear is put into you by society, or you, you know, got into an accident, or something happened to you, and you're like, oh, I don't want to get hurt, but everybody gets yeah. hurt in one way, shape, or form, physically or emotionally. And, but the one thing my son's like, no, Mom, I don't want you doing that. So I was like, okay, what next? You know, I'll find something else. So I had learned how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> What is it called? Sit ski. The sit skiing is like amazing. I it's just so much fun sit skiing, and so it's like you actually sit down and there's like skis, and you use outriggers on the side to kind of guide yourself down the mountain. It's amazing. Huh. Um, yeah, they do it here in Flagstaff in Arizona. They've got an adaptive program. I'll have to check it out. Oh, so you're in Flagstaff. I'm actually in the East Valley of the Phoenix area, oh, okay. which I love. But currently, for those of you listening, be happy that you're not here because it's super <laughs> hot. That it is. That it is. Um, wow. You have been on um, quite the roller coaster of events. Um, I did want to mention something. Um, when I had seen your um, social media page one day where I actually realized that you were actually a friend of mine on, on Facebook. You never know those friend requests, who's who, what they're doing, yeah. what their intentions are, until you see a story or something that captures you or makes you happy or feel sorry for you, whatever emotions you're going through in your day. And you, when you were on The Price is Right, you had thrown a shout out to someone, I don't know if everyone else knows who this person is, but Elon Musk. What was the point behind that? You know, I realized I had one of the biggest opportunities of my life, a national platform. And I decided instead of shouting out my mom or my grandma or whatever, I said, Elon Musk, call me. Let's talk about accessible transportation. And for those of you who don't know who Elon Musk is, he is the man, the myth and the legend behind Tesla. So he is the top in developing autonomous vehicles and all of these really incredible new like hybrid or you know gasless cars all the things that we're all wanting for in the future mm -hmm. I feel like he is so innovative and so intelligent and so progressive that there is no one better to work on accessible vehicles and to revolutionize them than Elon Musk. So I definitely gave him a shout out. And then what was amazing is last week I got a call while I was on a trip and it was a local news station and they actually did a story on it. They tweeted him and they sent it to his PR team. You know, and unfortunately, this last weekend, he was also doing SpaceX and putting people in space. So I think he's been a wow. little busy. I'm hoping that they'll catch up to it. If I get to talk to him, though, my, I, I'm going to have a heart attack. Well, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, I have been playing it out in my head. Like, what am I going to say? Like, literally, I'm in the shower talking out loud to Elon Musk, and he's not there. Oh. Well, you know what they say, what you believe in, you become. So, again, earlier in our conversation, you have to be careful with what you say and what you feel and what you think. Because your thoughts are everything. Your mind is controlling everything. Because as you already know, your body is not controlling yours. Your mind is controlling everything else. And I think that's a great example on that. And, Absolutely. And, and it's, it's amazing. Because, you know what, I with the Elon Musk shout out, I do hope that you get that opportunity for sure. And I do believe that 
everyone should have the opportunity to live life, and I don't even want to use the word normal because who knows what normal is anymore? It keeps changing. Oh, yeah, right. But I, mean, yeah, but I don't live a normal life. No. I, I wouldn't have lived a normal life even if I was on two feet. No, and no, yeah. and that's why I said I don't even know what the word normal means anymore to anybody, but the thing that I believe in is that everyone, if not most everyone, depending on the situation, I, I can't say, should have opportunities to do things that we'll say the normal person can do that has arms and legs and the mobility of their bodies, like you just talked about what Elon Musk is doing. Everyone has a gift. It shouldn't be wasted. And there's a dream that's been put into our heart, and we should follow it. And so that's what you're doing. You're doing both. So I commend you. Oh, thank you. No, it is, you know, I I tell people, I'm like always, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that are there. Like invest in your mind. And like this is something I know you and I were talking about earlier that – for me personally, you know, I lost the use of my body. So now I invest in my mind. Uh, and that brings me more confidence than anything else I do that and giving back, you know, I really, really push for people. I always say, you know, uh, one of the keys to happiness is being selfless and, uh, giving and generous and kind because those are the confidence builders, you know, and, at night, I can lay my head down and know I've been a good person that day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and not just focusing on myself, because like we talked about, everyone is imperfect. And when you sit and you focus on yourself, you're going to find all your imperfections. Absolutely. You know, take a moment, just love yourself for who you are, do kind things, be a better person, work towards progressing, have goals. These are all things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Now, there's one question I love to ask everybody, and you have said quite a bit of stuff, so you may have already answered this question, but, <laughs> but I doubt it. And that is, what message would you like to leave our listeners based on your life journey or just life in general? Do it. Just do whatever, you know. Just <laughs> If people offer you things, yeah, I kind of want to do it, and then there's something that's kind of holding you back, do it. Don't be afraid. Get out there, live life, mm-hmm. love people, give back. I think a lot of times, you know, uh, my injury, there's been places I've gone. I went up to Canada, and there's this tiny little island, and they have this little kayaking shack. And I went kayaking out on the Canadian Bay, like, doing things that, like, people said I would never do, you know. And the experience is don't let people tell you no. Like, don't let people tell you you can't do things. Like, you know, you really got to believe in yourself. And also, the things that you can't do, don't focus on it. I know I can't do everything. That, that For me, you know, I know I'm not riding bikes or mountain biking off of a crazy trail or cooking in a kitchen, but I have so many opportunities. And one thing that if I could just leave everybody with and uh, something that I recommend you do to incorporate in your life, every day I wake up and I take 10 minutes and I have a moment of gratitude for all the things in my life that I'm so grateful for my mind, my home, my girls that support me, my family, you know, my ability to drive, my freedom. Just take a moment. Every single person has something to be grateful for. That is awesome. And I do believe that wholeheartedly. So thank you for sharing that powerful message to leave everyone because it is mind over matter, right? Oh, it is. Boy, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Gina, so much for being my guest. We'd never met. I saw your one excitement of being on the prices right and I'm like wow 
she's got quite the energy and she's got something to share and you have shared and I hope you have a great trip in Canada whatever it is you're doing I'll look for the pictures (laughs) I'll look for the pictures we're doing a long trip we're going to Yellowstone Canada South Dakota oh yeah you're gonna if anyone wants to you can follow me on Instagram at oops I broke my neck there's the adventure (laughs) oh my gosh that's hilarious okay so you can be reached out in case someone has questions or wants to chat with you right definitely if anybody has any questions I'm available on Instagram you can find me shoot me a message I'm there what was the address or or the uh, contact again at oops i broke my neck (laughs) such a unique and and wow thank you thank you so much all right thank you thank you yes thank you gene again gina for being my guest sharing your story to help heal inspire educate and to give hope to my listeners i thank you for listening please subscribe so you are notified about the next great story because as i keep saying these just keep getting better and better And if you'd like to share your story or know someone who wants to share their story or you want to be anonymous, please email me to the address of Christine with the CH at storiesofhope.com, stories with a Y. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, also reach out to me to the address of Christine at storiesofhope.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you all well and you take care.